Hey guys, welcome back. Tonight, my very special guest, David Butler, is on. Stick around. Hey, we're back. It's Thursday, trading desk. We missed last week. I uh, had something very important to do. Um, very important. I'm not sure why we didn't do a show. Some kind of uh, technical difficulties, but uh, I enjoyed the week off. Got a uh, very special guest. Not first time, almost first Second time. Second time. 1.5. That's true. It was like a half show. Yeah. David Butler, uh, why don't you tell everybody what you do? Uh, I'm one of the advisors with the Watchbox. Been here almost two years and uh, came up under Jason. Great guy. He's helped me out a lot. Um, you know, so I trade and, and kind of do what they do every day. Love it and uh, glad to be on the show. All right. I wasn't fishing for the compliment, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, no, Butler's a guy in the office. It's the grinder for sure. Uh, so he's a trader as well. Um, you know, first uh, you a year yet or yeah, two years, bro. Two years. Fuck, yeah. Time flies. I don't think I'm allowed to say that word on, on <laughs> YouTube. Anyhow, so um, definitely on your way up. Uh, I've been trying to get David on the show for a while. Uh, it's gonna yeah. be a good time. So I'm also a client of Jason. I've purchased. Oh a, yeah. A couple. David's where Jason's watches go to die. Yeah. So, but uh, it's Jason cool. Main Watch Graveyard is my watch box. Um, so David, we're going to do a couple things on this episode. Um, one of which starts with wrist, uh, wrist shots. Okay. You want to go first? My first. Want me to go first? Yeah. I got right there. So this is, uh, a Seamaster, uh, Diver 300, uh, purchased this a couple months ago. Uh, have a baby on the way. So kind of wanted to celebrate that and, uh, didn't have enough capital to put out for the Rolex. So went with this. Jason, I think you picked this up at a knife show where you did a trade for it and um, you know, was able to, uh, to beat you up pretty good. Give me a really good deal on it. So I've been loving it. I wear it pretty much every day now. Um, and yeah, just a great watch. Great, you know, really first uh, luxury watch for me. So yeah, It's a cool thing that it's, it's something that uh, the way I kind of looked at it was it's like something that would sit in the back of my watch box and really not get a lot of time. And it's something special for you, so it makes more sense for... But yeah, uh, sure. I got I got it, Love it. not terribly expensive, and I also got uh, Mike Michaels to hook me up with the service on it. Yeah. So uh, didn't have Michaels. too much invested. Shout out to the watchmaker. Uh, wrist shot. You guys, this is the 216570 Polar White Doll 42 millimeter that you know that I've been in love with. Uh, threw, a, threw a new strap on there. Uh, seasonal, you know, a little love pumpkin. <laughs> um, actually, the color matches the GMT hand pretty well. Uh, it's pretty pretty comfortable, and uh, it's got a really good look, and I can rock the generic steel buckle without worrying about scratching it up. Um, so it's a canvas, and pretty comfortable, lightweight, and kind of changed the look for a little bit. I'm sure I'll throw it back on the bracelet shortly, but uh, I've, been, I've been digging it. It's been on there for two days. And uh, this is a uh, Barton strap, and they do the silicone. I ordered a few silicones for some Seikos and figured why not try this. And Super I think this strap is like... 30 bucks yeah really easy to change too so yeah i i did um pull the the pins out of this strap and go with the rolex pins because they're mm -hmm. wider so i had to use plier and pop those like uh quick release pins off but oh good so all right that's wrist shots butler's wearing my uh my retired graveyard uh that's a great watch though i mean yeah. that's a watch that you'll have for you know 10 years and it still fits in the collection yeah it's you, know, you might not wear it as much but 20 yeah. years old i think yeah, it's and, a cool piece. It's you know, a, one of the first gen uh, automatics for right. sure, and it's got a really cool patina on the dial. So yeah, 
You're, I think you're at uh, Loom on the hands only yeah, at this point. Yeah, I think they swapped and the, the hands when they did the service, yeah. but I love it. Uh, it wasn't with the service. Mike didn't do anything but services, but okay. it might just be age. Anyhow. All right. We are – so that's wrist shots. We're doing top five this week. Ready for top five? I'm ready, man. All right. I'm a so, watcher, and I, I love this segment. So I just realized we're both wearing blue shirts. <laughs> yeah. It's, the a blue thing to, it's a good thing the backdrop is not blue, which it is. Um, it's a good selection. Look at that, top five. So we got uh, Paddock and AP, a couple Rolexes, pretty heavily dominated by Rolex. Uh, which way do you want to start? Uh, let's start with the AP. Right. Dual time so, is cool. Dual time's cool. Kind of a... I actually had a conversation with somebody yesterday about dual time. I, I always thought these were kind of funky dials. Um, not my fa- I, I'm not my favorite dial layout. It, it's a little dated. Uh, but this is the 36 millimeter for those of you guys that aren't familiar with this model. Stainless steel dual time. These regularly probably bring somewhere in the twelve to $15,000 range now, um, depending on their condition. But it's a good mid-sized piece um, for your guy that's trying to find like a 15, 400 and might be a little too big or it's too expensive. Uh, the dual times, they're they're kind of quirky. Um, so wh- I mean, what's it, your opinion on what's that piece? the So it's power reserve. Is it calendar too? Yeah. So it's an annual calendar? Right. So it, no, it's not an annual. It's just their dual time uh, and then power reserve. So, but it's, it's also like this particular piece, if you've never played with one, the way that you set the watch is kind of finicky. And uh, that might actually be a good video to do, maybe on Instagram or something. But it's it's kind of very uh, best way I can explain it is like very old world watch tech. Mm-hmm. So kind of very dated feel when you set the watch as well as the look to the dial. But I mean, I guess for twelve to fifteen grand is a stainless steel AP. Solid. So if you could rock the thirty six millimeter size, by all means, I guess. Um, not for us. Not for us, uh, but. I would I would say that a thirty nine millimeter like a fifteen two hundred two or something like that for sure. Yeah. Um, so n- number four, this is your next watch, right? Uh, I would love that watch. Is my next watch? I have a yellow gold wedding band, and I would love. That's like a Tony Soprano, man. I love it. But I like um, that. Yeah, it's a Al Pacino Tony Soprano yeah. special. Uh, so you know, solid gold uh, date eight Prezi. Um, you know, this is a cool watch. Would it spend thirty grand on something like this? I'd probably go twenty five grand and move into a Smurf before I move that. But that's my personal. I do think that the there's really nothing like a day date if you're celebrating something like selling your company or mm-hmm. or you know you, you grossed you know certain profit margin that you're looking for. Like it's a very business oriented watch, and it's always kind of uh, struck me as like something you give your business partner after selling like your practice or something like that. You know, for um, sure. Not a solid gold watch that I would wear. I do actually really like the white gold green dial variant of this. I think yeah. it's pretty. Love it. But it's a little more stealth. Stealth sure. wealth, as we would say. Stealth wealth. I like the sticks better than the Roman, too, but it's still cool. Yeah, you could take it or leave it on either one. But All right, and then uh, a little bit more run-of-the-mill, 36-millimeter uh, Datejust. I know it's weird to say run-of-the-mill for Rolex, but... Grandpa's watch. Yeah, you know, the, the Opa special. Yeah, um, the Austin Tom special. <laughs> It's a uh, 36 millimeter again with the uh, 36 millimeter uh, comparison to the to the Royal Oak. This watch is going to wear a little smaller than the Royal Oak because of lugs, but um, you know, sub five thousand dollar two tone Rolex, kind of hard to go wrong. Awesome. Um, we see a lot of these come into the shop because it's something that's very commonly like handed down, and people it's too small or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I hate to say it, but a very like millennial type of, of Rolex because it's yeah. kind of like a good entry into the first Rolex, but. Uh, yeah, number two. Hmm. I wonder why that's on wait list. 
Might be because it's probably the hardest watch to get in the world. Do you at the think moment. we have a new one downstairs? Or yeah, I no? don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Um, it's funny that uh, I actually would would argue that the market's kind of slowing down on these. Um, we've seen some evidence to support that, and uh, we're kind of making decisions in buying to pump brakes a little bit on some of the steel uh, Aquanauts and Nautiluses. But uh, we'll see in the next six months or so. Uh, I think it'll probably get stronger before it gets a lot weaker. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the hottest watch, let's uh, let's call it the hottest stainless steel blue dial sports watch in the world, right? Absolutely. So 5711 for, uh, for those of you that aren't watching and are listening. But, uh, you get calls every day for people looking it's for it. cool watch. I, I stand by, you know, I've said before, I, I prefer the Aquanaut in terms of how it sits on my wrist, and I always have. I do think the Nautilus is cool. and just, you know, some of the money that's out there, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit much. For sure. Yeah. And then uh, for number one... Uh, if you want to go ahead and classic uh, sub date, yeah. So that's the uh, the one six, the one six six yeah. one zero. Um, you know, definitely a watch that's iconic and and you know very sought after. I know we have quite a few of them right now, as well as the ceramic, but uh, definitely not surprised that that would be the number one search for the week. So yeah, I mean, so it wouldn't be a top five without us a Mariner on there, right? Yeah. I mean, we've had them before, but it's pretty surprising when when there's subs on the website that aren't getting clicked on. This is the, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, there's, this is the older generation, the 16610, then you have the newer ceramic one for our, our beginner people. Um, welcome to the channel. Subscribe if you have not. Um, <laughs> but this is, uh, it's, a, it's an awesome watch. It's basically the Submariner um, that, that's the watch to have. I mean, everyday, great everyday watch. Without the dates, a little bit more, uh, what I would say is a little bit of a better watch. But, um, you know, I guess it depends on your preference. It's a, it's a cool piece. So, eight grand stainless steel Submariner. These are definitely on a peak right now. Uh, I remember when you could have bought that watch for 5500 bucks back in the day. I mean, yep. pretty commonly. So, that's top five. Run through it real quick. We don't want to spend a whole lot of time in there. I want to say for you guys, we do have a pretty big announcement uh, that we're going to save uh, for the end of the episode. So, special... Uh, kind of bonus for you guys if you stick with us till the end of the episode. I promise you, it's not clickbait. I'm not, uh, you know, making it up. It's it's actually a pretty big announcement. You'll all and be then, very happy. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> it, it'll be pretty good. And then we are gonna have, um, you know, let's call it five ten minutes at the end of the episode. So if you got some questions, uh, you know, queued up, please get them ready, and we'll send those over. Um, I do want to do a quick uh, kind of chat scroll. So uh, bear with me here in the silence, but. Uh, I'm seeing all the regulars. You guys know who you are. Uh, David B, JBO Surf. Um, who else is in here? Thomas Burnett, uh, John Doe. Uh, the chat moves so fast in these things that it's kind of hard to focus on any one question. That's a, but that's a good thing. It's I got to shout thing. out uh, my favorite new client, Mark, too. I know he's a watcher. What's up, Mark? Oh, this is the Mark that you told me about earlier? Yeah. Okay. What's going on, Mark? Good guy. Um, so, yeah, chat's going crazy. Glad you guys are having your conversation in there. Um, no, uh, the announcement does not concern TGV. <laughs> I will trust that that's that's in there. Um, there is, I see someone talking about stolen watches. There is a uh, kind of a big industry uh, thing going on right now where there's someone who's pretty well known, had a bunch of watches stolen from them. So, yes, we are aware of that, and we have flagged all those serial numbers. Uh, so nothing there. Uh Selton Photog, what's up, Jay? Hey. <laughs> All right, this is not going to be a whole eating. Uh, as a K, uh, no, we're not talking about the Chopard. 
uh, Alpine Eagle, although we did talk about that a little bit it's earlier. It's a cool name, but... Alpine Eagle, it's like uh, beer-making kill fest, <laughs> you know. But any, anyways, it's a remake of a uh, previous made show part. I think it's cool. Uh, I, won't, I won't go too into depth on it. I think it's cool that they're trying to rehatch something, but I don't know if... We both agree the dial is kind of cool, but yeah. Not, yeah, not I don't know that us. the overall design is for me, but anyhow... We will, I'm sure, get them in and go over them once we get them here. I do think it's a little weird that they made, like, 15 of them right out of the gate. There's, like, a bunch of different variations. Anyhow. I, Blue dial, sports model. I mean, that's what everybody wants right now, I guess. Um, anyways, I don't want to get too into. There are some questions in here, and there's some valid questions in here. Um, we're going to try. I'll try and remember to scroll up at the end of the episode, but it probably realistically won't happen. So copy, paste, get ready for later. Um, anyhow, so just of the, the show pretty much, and you know, it's not going to be very long winded, but it was a conversation that I've had a couple different times with, uh, seems like we had this conversation more like a couple years ago mm-hmm. when the Apple watch. And if you guys clicked on the video, I'm sure you saw the little clickbaity. Uh, I, we pulled that, um, that versus logo from street fighter. So I was like, that, that's yeah, that kind of cool. like a cool little wink, but, uh, Anyhow, it, this is going to be a fairly positive kind of overlook, in my opinion, as to what the Apple Watch has done for our watch industry and uh, f- for the space that we love, and less of, you know, Apple Watch sucks and we're better. Um, so I, I think there's this is a more positive spin on the segment, um, but a little bit clickbaity in the title. Hopefully it gets tons of views. Um, if you guys are watching this live, please hit the like button. That helps a lot. And if you're watching it after the fact, uh, like it and comment. But um, essentially, the conversation was born when the Apple Watch first came out, right? A couple mm-hmm. years ago. We're, uh, I think, like, the we're on the fifth generation now. So it's been out for quite a while, uh, five iterations. The newest one is 44 millimeter. Uh, it comes in titanium, mm-hmm. ceramic now. So it, you get, it's kind of cool because now the watch world's influencing where it was supposed to be, like, Apple's going to take over and it's mm-hmm. going to be the new thing. Now you're seeing them with... Uh, you know, watch-inspired, real watch-inspired faces, mm-hmm. you know, real watch-inspired straps. So it's less about, like, you know, uh, we're the new thing, and look, we can also be old school, too. And I think for a collection, it's probably, like, a complimentary thing, too. Like, you know, I have guys who love their Apple Watch. They love, it, you know, to wear it golfing. You can kind of see there's different apps and stuff. You know, counts your steps, so, you know, tracks your health yeah, there's and some that fitness. stuff. But, like, yeah. I just really think, like, you're a watch guy and you have an apple watch it's not your everyday watch probably i don't yeah i would argue that so my whole kind of and and this is the conversation was born in the beginning of this but i think it holds true is everybody thought that the apple watch was going to you know decimate watches and uh, really just take over is going to be the thing and you know similar to how people say like i don't need a watch i just tell time on my cell phone I actually think the inverse has happened it's act you know i, I thought it was going to happen but i would say it's actually happened and we're seeing lots you know lots of youth lots of uh you know different generation actually wearing watches now Mm -hmm. and i think the apple watch really helped bring that back onto people's wrist and you know there's a technology aspect at first but then you're you're used to wearing a watch and now you start noticing people wearing watches and now you're basically your eyes are open to this space where let's say 10 years old 10 year olds to you know 15 year olds five years ago probably weren't thinking about that right and we're seeing that across the, so in terms of affecting like our industry it's extremely beneficial because now you have a whole next generation that's going to be into 
you know, what's coming out, what are we collecting, what are we wearing, and it's it's well, that's pretty the exciting. Thing too, is you, you have to get it, the new one, you know, when it comes out. So, you know, if you, if you, I think the Gen 5 is just coming out. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't have one. Have you ever owned one? No. I've actually never owned one. I considered buying one. And then uh, one of my friends in the office was like, the new one's coming out. So didn't pull the trigger. Don't think I'm probably going to pull the trigger. I'd rather save it up and, you know, put it towards something. I just don't know that, like, so I know for a fact if I buy one, like, so I got the new, uh, the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. This, so the iPhone, you know, I'm on the phone all day long. Yeah. It makes sense. My, my 8 was a piece of crap. So I, it was due, but I'm not the guy that's like I gotta update every year. Yeah. The I do think that the fact that most people do update every year with the Apple Watch specifically to get back to the point, probably sells the fact that's like, man, I gotta upgrade this every year. Like, yeah. what watch don't I have to upgrade every year? Well, guess what? These are meant to last Forever. hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. So you know, sells that point. Sells the fact that like. There's new bonding aspects, like your dad's into watches. Now you have an Apple Watch. Well, can I wear that to graduation? Like, I hear these stories all the time. Yeah. And you constantly hear watch guys go, well, I'm not giving up my watches to wear an Apple Watch. Right. But you never hear, you know, oh, I only wear an Apple Watch. I don't want that. I guess it's probably because if they're calling us, they want a different watch. Yeah, a lot of people only wear Apple Watches, but that's okay, too, you know? I mean... There, are, yeah, there are going to be people that are like, uh, I want to sell this watch because I never wear it anymore because I only wear my Apple Watch. But that's fine. I would, I wouldn't necessarily consider them watch guys, watch guys because they probably have the one. Um, not that you can't have a one watch collection, but that's besides the point. The the basic, uh, there's a couple different very positive things that have, I would say, come to light. And two, like one is uh, what I mentioned where now you have a younger generation that's that's invested. And starting to understand and, and adopt watches, and two, we've seen a huge shift in like the age of watchmakers that are coming into the industry. Now you have this whole new generation of younger watchmakers, which five years ago was an epidemic. People thought like the art was going to die. Like mm-hmm. there was no, um, you know, and a lot of these brands, to their credit, have opened up like training schools and um, you know special educational programs and stuff like that to get the the youth involved, but. I just I think it's um, silly to say like that the Apple Watch has done anything negative to the watch space. Yeah, I like think I, it's only helped. Yeah, like I said, I think people are more used to having on their wrists, and I think it's a complimentary watch in your collection if you're into you know luxury watches. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, like it's not like Seiko doesn't give a crap about Apple Watch. Like it hasn't hurt Seiko. It hasn't hurt. The, I think the only place that the Apple Watch has actually done any harm is with designer, like, fashion-branded watches. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the Calvin Klein's and Michael DKNY's Kors. and Michael Kors and all that stuff that's, like, sub $500. Could you have a one-watch collection that is the Moser Minute Repeater Apple Watch? Could that be your one-watch? I mean, it, it's, a, <laughs> it's a watch watch. It, that watch is cool, but that, I could, that I think would drive only, me crazy. I think there's was, only one, too. So. Yeah, no. But, um... <laughs> I think that there's a, I think there's a place for the Apple, Apple Watch in most watch guys. I don't personally see myself owning one. I've thought about it. I've thought mm-hmm. about like for going to the gym and stuff if yeah. it makes sense. But and also like an extension of my cell phone, which is usually you know no nowhere but like three feet from me at right. any given time. But then it's like, do I want another one on my wrist? And I'm definitely not giving up my real watches. And I've seen guys wear both too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna and be I mean, that guy. Just, yeah. I'm not uh, gonna be that guy either. Uh, shout out to Spanish Rob who uh, 
is the, is the only guy but that I know that every day wears two pull, watches. He can pull it off. But I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the guy that puts – I've seen where, like, on the other side of the strap you have right. the Apple Watch. Yeah. So you have two uh, – listen, it's cool. I give it all the props in the world to being – you know, it's it's the most versatile battery. Yeah. It's amazing. It's not it's quartz, a- but battery-driven watch, right? It's the most versatile. You can't argue with that. It's got the most complications you could possibly ask for because uh, it's essentially a smartphone. Now they it is a phone. Like They have yeah. the cellular ones now. The only thing it doesn't have that – because my wife wears one all the time. She loves it, um, but it doesn't count your sleep. She used to wear the Fitbit, hmm. and it you know, monitors your sleep and all that stuff. But that's Sequan really Sequan Gottlieb that... is in the chat. Scoop. Shout out to Austin Tom, who also works in our office sometimes when, when you know. Austin, shout out. All <laughs> is the... in the chat as well. Thanks, guys. Uh, probably sitting on the floor right now. Uh, hopefully, they got the show up on there. That counts as one view. Uh, maybe yeah. put it on two different TVs. Like, swipe. You can watch it on my computer. All right. Um, chat's going on crazy. Yeah. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to harp on the like the watch has the Apple Watch has this. It doesn't have that. It's not a tech review. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I'm not saying that like buy the Gen Five and not the Four. Tell us how you really. Feel. I'm just. I mean, it's just. It's a cool conversation when we're talking about, like, conceptually. What about, so the Apple Watch is awesome, but what about, I saw uh, somebody took it down, and I had no idea. It's a Mont Blanc smartwatch. Tagger has one. Oh, uh, um, Josh had one. That Tag Mont, or Blanc. The Mont Blanc? No, the Mont Blanc. The coolest part about that watch was there was, like, a <laughs> silicone NATO strap. It was, like, stretchy. It was weird, but it was cool. But the watch, so... But, like, when you talk about the technology aspect and how you have to upgrade it every, you know, year or two with, when you're, with your new iOS or your new whatever right. Apple or Droid software, probably doesn't make sense to be spending, you know, 1800 or whatever those cost. Right. But um, So I, I don't know that... Uh, I would have to say, I mean, the Apple Watch is dominating the market, right? I, I don't think you can say that there's a more dominant smartwatch that exists, no. um, which is fair i think uh when we see smartwatches kind of took off for brands like you were saying with the mont blanc with a couple of Hublot other did one um frederick constanted the the bluetooth thing that was like it was a real watch but it was attached to your phone and it would set itself um those watches kind of failed and i don't think that that's the exciting part i think the exciting part is now like i mentioned touched on earlier is what the watch world's doing to the apple watch right so they announced, I know uh, someone mentioned it in, the ch- in here, but um, the 5 has always on, which is like the screen is always a watch right. where it doesn't turn off anymore. So oh, now I didn't know that. that feature is because people that wear real watches are like, oh, it only turns on when I look at it. So mm-hmm. guess what? Now it looks more like a watch, right? And, you know, we get uh, Hermes straps and mm-hmm. leather straps. We have people make Panerai straps fit on Apple watches, which look cool. Um, Daytona faces, Aquanaut faces, perpetual calendar, you know, 5980 faces. Like, it's cool to see what, like, the age and, like, um, you know, the history of our, of the space that we're in has done to that watch also. Yeah. So it's kind of mutually um, beneficial, I guess, but in, in a better way for us, I think. Sure. Uh, So that's the general, I guess, uh, conversation i don't know i thought it was interesting it's a conversation i've had for you know a couple years Mm -hmm. and it's kind of gone away because the apple watch has faded from most watch guys you know frontal lobe i guess um 
when it first came out, it's like, oh man, this is going to be a huge problem. What are we going to do? And it was more like, just hold on, let's yeah. see, whatever. Now it's kind of faded away because it really isn't a threat. And there's been more positives than negatives. And it's not, you know, the the watches that we're talking about, you know, are thousands of dollars. And it's, you know, what, I think like 800 bucks probably for like the newest one. You know, is it 1000 even? Yeah, I think they get up there, man. For like sure. 1200 maybe if you well, get it's the, an Apple, the so titanium. It's yeah, that's right. Um, I'm sure if you went with like titanium and I think they have the one that can make calls and it's probably, yeah, it's probably cellular. Nuts. Just like anything, you know, you want to get the one that's not the cheapest one, right. it's three times the price. But anyhow, all right, I'm trying to scroll for some questions here while we uh, get into it. But uh, guys, if you did have some some conversations uh, or some questions, excuse me, go ahead and fire them off and we'll try and catch those. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. So when I was thinking about, you know, what we should talk about. And it gets, you know, it's like anything. It's tedious. We talk almost the same stuff every couple of weeks, and I want to do something that's a little new. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of more casual conversation. I hope you guys like it. And uh, if you don't, uh, it's my show, not yours. So no, I'm just and the, kidding. The surprise will surprise you a lot. You'll be happy with them. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> forgot. That's good. See, I told David, make sure that I remember to tell the surprise at the end of the show. Because uh, we've done that before and uh, not done that. So, um, shout out to the 92,000 subscribers that we have. That's crazy. Getting to 100. All right. Much love. Let's see here. We will be. Um, Mark S. says at the Blo- uh, Blanc Boutique, I tried on a uh, tie 50 50 45. Uh, it was very nice. I like the watch. Um, I like Blanc Pond. I think the 50 Fathoms, obviously, is. The piece to have um i love the bathyscaphe but i think if i was going to own only one it'd have to be the regular 50 fathom um, cool. jbo surf uh, i agree blanc pond doesn't get the respect uh so this is uh, i'm assuming a conversation that's just happening in the but uh blanc pond doesn't get the respect it deserves just like show part luc range uh i agree with you i think that the LUC is an awesome uh, line for Chopard. It's where they do a lot of their high horology. There's some really cool complications. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, do you want to have that much money invested in something that has the Chopard name on it? Which is kind of like the uh, Screaming Victory American Eagle fireworks thing. <laughs> um, it's it's just a watch that, like, while I think it's a good attempt at remaking something, it's like, do I want to take a 50% bath on something like that when... When there's other watches out there, we were. Uh, is it limited run? Are they making? No, nah, I'm sure they're gonna make all of them. But uh, all right, let's. Uh, Porsche GT4 is my priority, but I want to. I want to go to Geneva next year. <laughs> uh, JBO Surf again. Uh, I agree with you. The GT4 looks pretty sick. Uh, I am a huge fan of the GT2 RS. One of my favorite Porsches, and the uh, probably the one to have. Um, all right, I don't know. CMS, uh, 2016 Omega Seamaster, Seamaster Professional, Diver. Um, just started running fast. Does that mean it's magnetized, or should I, should it, could it be something else? Um, so with that, and a tip from Mike Michaels, what I will say is uh, if you go to any type of watchmaker, or, or they can check for, magneti- uh, for demagnetizing it. If that's not it, then what I would say is if you find yourself putting the watch down in the same position every week, 
or every every night that can actually affect timekeeping so if you're seeing it run fast or slow try and flip it over like either put it crown side down or on its back or on its crystal and see if you can change uh the run rate of the watch so sometimes you can slow the watch down or speed a watch up that way and it's not the perfect fix but it might be a, a good temporary fix until um Where can I get a Watchbox sweatshirt like Dave is wearing? Thomas Burnett. Uh, Dave think, will sign this one and yeah, ship I'll it to you it, if you like. Uh, you just hit me up on my cell. Um, I think we actually it's might have... $35 to your PayPal account? I'll take it. I'll take it. I think we might actually have some new swag coming out, and you might be able to see that on the website soon. So. Yeah, I thought about cutting uh, like trading desk stickers or something like that, but I don't know. If you guys would be interested in that, let me know. Yeah, yeah let us know if you guys want any swag or anything like that. Let us know, and we can we can try and make it work for you. Uh, Eric Nielsen says the show part is really, really good next year at 50% FMSRP. <laughs> okay. um, I don't even agree with that, I don't think. No? I don't know. It's i, I got to see one in person. I'm not going to, you know. But uh, why wouldn't you buy a Bulgari Octo Finissimo? I mean, greatest watch that ever existed. I mean. Um, we got a lot of car talk going on, which I'm down with. I'm a car guy. You just got a new car. I did. I'm not so much of a car guy. You know, I, I have car guys in my life like you and uh, and Alex. So yeah. it's good to good to have good friends. Uh, Eric Nielsen, if your watch has a chronometer certificate and you can find the slowest position on the cert, you can put it down every night. Uh, yes, that would be a good way to. But um, if not, then it's going to be more of an experimental process. Uh, Pipboy8787, Jason, what knife are you carrying today? It's hmm. a good question. You know, I used to do this all the time, and I never do it anymore. This is a... We'll see if we wake the camera guy up. There we go. It's a uh, custom Serge Bachenko. It's called the EDC. And uh, it has a little uh, little special Punisher skull on the clip, which makes it super cool. That's super Jason Maine. Yeah. And, Jason uh, Maine written all over it. Custom knife. So there you go. Very cool. Um... What else? What else? Uh, looks like we're talking about the uh, the new C8, which is a fantastic uh, value proposition in and of itself, the new Corvette. Uh, yesterday launched a hardtop convertible, which is, my opinion, the better of the two. Um, you buying one? No. You it's got three be, cars now? If I were to spec it out, it'd be 90 grand, and I'm not spending 90 <laughs> grand on a Corvette. All right, fair enough. I'd buy a C6, uh, C60R1 if I was going to buy a Corvette. But um, What else? What else? Any other questions, or should we just call this a, a short show? What about this last one here? Why don't you answer that for the, for the folks? Somebody just asked. Ah, Jeff. Uh, David B., who's not you, apparently, because <laughs> you don't have a computer in front of you, says, I think I saw that on Jason's Instagram, which <laughs> is probably... Right, because that's where you put stuff like that is on Instagram. But I appreciate you following me on Instagram. Uh, so to touch on, uh, for those of you in the chat that are reading it, Jeff's question, if Josh still works here, uh, we have a uh, announcement that we uh, promised you guys and for the end of the episode, which uh, apparently from the lack of questions that we have in the inbox and uh, the screen time, we're going to do now. Um, so Joshua Thanos, after a couple months of uh, some some soul searching and some working some stuff out, and uh, uh, us calling us kind every of day. waiting uh, is uh, is coming back. So uh, back you know, on the team, 
couldn't be more thrilled to have my friend uh, come back to the office, and uh, he's going to be traveling. He's not going to be doing, you know, for the longtime viewers, you know that uh, a lot of that was a lot of back and forth, and we talked about it before. Yeah, tough, he was tough flying up every weekend, and it was, it was tough, and they are you know, trying to settle roots down there in South Florida, which they've done successfully, and uh, he felt like he took care of what he needed to take care of, and he's going to be traveling less, but he is going to be here. Um, you know, we're going to work out the details, but I think it's probably going to be like yeah. at least once or twice a month. So uh, coming back to the trading desk in an episode very in very quickly, Joshua Thanos uh, is going to be Josh Thanos back on the episode with myself. And then when he's not here, we're going to be peppering in guests that have been on the show previously. Like uh, maybe we'll have David back on if you guys uh, deem that that should be. We'll Anytime. put a little little poll in the chat. Uh, Help and, me out. But, uh, you know, Man Joe's has been great on the shows. I've loved having Elena on the shows. CQ's always um, best. Armin is a super awesome time to have a show with, especially when we have uh, a couple drinks before. Um, you and I had coffee before the show, not not whiskey, so that's uh, a little bit different show. A little sober October. But uh, there you go. Well, it's only the third, right? That's true. But... Uh, I think I broke that already. <laughs> um, but anyhow, so not to discredit the announcement, Joshua Thanos, our friend and now co-worker again, is going to be back on an episode of Trading Desk very quickly. Uh, next week, you promising the people? Uh, next week. Better stick to your promises, Jason. So stay tuned. Thanos will be back. We're going to flip some tables <laughs> over. We're going to get a little crazy. Get loud. Um, you know. Maybe uh, maybe get him on a rant or talk, two. You know, talk there's more Panerai be, probably. There's going to be some Panerai talk. There's probably going to be some MAGA some, talk. Some Philadelphia some hate speech. Make America Great Again stuff. <laughs> um, you know, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. But anyways, thrilled to have him back. Thrilled to have For David sure. Butler on the episode. Uh, special shout out to all the guys that are in the chat and constantly are. Special shout out to 92,000 subscribers on our way to 100. Uh, please thumbs up the video. Comment if you could. Uh, shout out Sweet to Sequan and Austin who are in the chat, uh, probably snagging all the deals from my yeah, episode here while all I'm working. Um, but, shout uh, out all the girls on the team; they're watching too. Real quick, I want to. Uh, you have an Margo, Instagram? Rachel. Uh, my Instagram is watch butler. Um, you can follow me on there. I don't. I need to do a better job to start posting, but I got some good stuff. The on there. Watch Butler, which is an awesome Instagram name. Yeah. Uh, better than mine. Mine's Evo underscore watches. Uh, but uh, yeah, hit us up. Appreciate it. Thanks for signing in. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Jay. Thanos is back.